Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. Well, I'm glad to be back. I missed last week because I was sick. Was I sick? There's a bug, bug running around down here in Key West. Not the flu bug, but works just like it. Knocked me on my ass for over a week. Uh, in three days, I lost 10 pounds, would you believe? I'm a fellow who lost 62 pounds over the year intentionally. I lost 10 in three days without even wanting to. But I feel good now. I'm eating and drinking again. God bless America. I'm glad I'm alive. So let's get going. We've got an exciting evening ahead, a lot of interesting things happening, primarily with Donald Trump, but that's the way it is. He's the man that's changing the rules, changing things every day, uh, coming from left field every day, and what else is there to talk about? In the meantime, we don't know. There is another world out there of events going on. Let me start with tonight at uh, the border and the use of lethal force. Lethal force means guns, shooting guns. Understand, it is against the law for members of the United States Army to shoot, to shoot guns to it within the borders of the United States. The president, neither the president nor anyone else, can deploy American troops within our borders to shoot at people. If you need somebody with a gun to shoot, you go to the governor and ask him to provide the National Guard. Totally, absolutely against the law, though, for the soldiers to shoot. He already has, what, 5,900, 5,600 down there at the border, uh, and he has authorization to go to 1,500, and he told them, I consider stones and rocks to be lethal weapons, and you are authorized to shoot. Notice also, and he can't do that, by the way, notice also that he keeps talking about this invasion. That word invasion is very important with regard to these caravans of immigrants, because under the law, and by the way, the law has been on the books since about 1880, it's called uh, the Passe Comitatus Act correct pronunciation, Posse Comitatus Act, uh, because back then they didn't want the federal government involved in shooting people. This was after the Civil War, and they didn't want the Army, the United States Army, policing the southern states. And nobody's tried to break that law except for Donald Trump since that time. Now, it isn't an invasion. No one in authority said this thing's an invasion. You, you can't have people who really aren't armed coming up there, the, 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 uh, uh, the people in the caravans, the immigrants, and say that they're invading the United States. It's a joke. Well, nevertheless, he wants to use guns. He wants to be able to use lethal weapons. So last week he had a meeting in the White House. He's had several on this issue and made several pronouncements. And his immediate White House staff, John Kelly, his chief of staff, Sam, uh, what's his name, Stephen Miller, one of the president's chief advisors, senior advisor, and also his primary speech writer, and John Bolton. For one day and a half, they fought over the issue. John Kelly, chief of staff, was adamantly opposed. He's a retired Marine general. He was adamantly opposed to the use of guns. He says, you can't do this. It's wrong, wrong, wrong. Finally, he got beat into the ground. 
He should have quit. He, this guy should have quit months ago. No one seems to have the ability, the courage, to stand up and say, I don't agree with you, Mr. President. It's your ball game. You're president. I don't agree. I quit. Get somebody to replace me. you got to do it that way. You have to stand up for certain things. Anyhow, uh, Trump knows how to get a guy to knuckle under. He got Kelly to come over to his way. Then what he did was he had Kelly write a memo, quote, unquote, memo, that's the term used, saying that it was okay to use lethal weapons. They could use guns uh, at the border. And he had Kelly sign it. Well, a memo means shit. (laughs) It's absolutely worthless. Like a lot of the executive orders the president signs have no authority in law. But he does it. I never heard of a memo, and I never heard of the chief of staff having any kind of authority to sign something like this. His job is to direct who the hell gets in and out to see the president, all right? So that's the story there. Uh, I think that the uh, the president was wrong. I think he was wrong to break John Kelly's back. I think John Kelly was wrong to take it. And God help us if any of these people get shot at. Uh, or anybody gets killed, or a child gets wounded, or killed. Which now brings me to tear gassing the children a few days ago. Isn't this guy wonderful? Uh, children, barefoot, in diapers, choking on tear gas. Did you see the videos on the Internet? Did you see the pictures in the newspapers and on the Internet? Barefoot children in diapers. You can't get any younger. And they were choking on gas. Uh, Because, you know, about 500 of the immigrants ran to try to get over the wall, and they were pushed back with tear gas. Now, to me, that sounds terribly wrong. Even the use of tear gas sounds terribly wrong. Well, it's better to use tear gas than to shoot them, but we shouldn't even have this situation which Trump created. Be that as it may, uh, I thought this was awful, uh, using tear gas. He closed the border. You know, there was a time when, with regard to this border situation, Trump had babies, and the term that was used was ripped from the arms of their mothers. Now he has them gassed. Isn't that terrific? This this guy's wonderful, our president. And I'm serious. He's deplorable. He's sick. He's no good. i got to say it that way. Any man who authorizes and does these things. And I'm going to be sorry I said this in a few minutes when I get to my next point, but I've got to say the way I see it. Um, so that's the story there. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do next. I, I, I noticed that uh, in today's news, a woman got impaled. Uh, some kind of a concrete post got stuck through her body as she was trying to go over the wall. My God, she's all right. I uh, understand what's going on here. These children are in, in strollers and in the parents' arms. Uh, there's a huge backlog down there. The backlog of people seeking asylum, that's the key here. If they're seeking asylum, the law says they must be permitted in this country to appear before a, a, a judge who would then decide when they will have a hearing and releases them within the United States so the hearing comes up. That's the law. It isn't what Donald Trump says it is. That's the law. That's the law passed by the House of Representatives, the Senate, and signed by whoever the president was with regard to the time that law was passed. 
What's happened? We have never had enough judges down there, uh, immigration judges, to deal with these cases. Why, I don't know. They compl- Every president's complained about the border. Nobody's really put enough money into new courtrooms, uh, U.S. attorneys, and a ton of new judges. You've got to build courtrooms. A lot of money involved in this. I'd rather spend the money doing it that way than doing it the way they are sending soldiers down with guns. Anyhow, there's a backlog down there now. This is the problem. One million cases pending before the immigration courts, all right? It's anticipated with the present uh, number of judges, courtrooms, etc. it will take at least two years to get rid of this million backlog. This doesn't include any of the people coming over the border now. I mentioned the tear gas. It's deplorable. You have to be a scumbag to do this, and today... One of my heroes, I find, uh, is cloaked in some, to some degree in being a scumbag and a bad guy. And I'm talking about Obama, Barack Obama. I didn't know this. You probably didn't know this either. But Obama frequently used tear gas. In fact, the same kind of tear gas that Trump has used only one time. He frequently used tear gas. Let me give you an example. In 2012... Tear gas was used at the southern border 26 times. In 2013, 27 times. Then it dropped off, and in 2016, only three times. He was wrong. Trump's wrong. No one should do this to another human being under the circumstances presented at the border. I want to talk about Donald Trump a little more. It's a Trump night. Generally, it's a Trump night here. Uh, He told us when he was running in the primary. He told us when he was running for president. He told us he was going to bring jobs back. He's told us since he's been elected the great job he's doing bringing jobs back. He's, excuse my language, friends, he's bringing shit back, okay? Here's the story. General Motors announced yesterday they were laying off 14,000 people, 14,000 employees, and closing five plants. Now, uh, he's also told us that he was going to bring back coal plants, plants fueled with coal. Well, he opened, he got a few of the mines going so they could mine coal in West Virginia, but that's as far as it went. What corporation is going to retool and refit to become a coal uh, power plant? Do you know how many millions and billions of dollars that would cost? These plants have been set up for years to use electrical power, amongst other things. No one uses coal, okay? Now he wants them to spend the money in order to change over from electricity or other type valid power to coal again. There's no new coal plants, coal-fired plants that have opened. You know, he was going to bring jobs back, and he was going to open the coal plants. General Motors lays off 14,000, closing five plants. He also told us aluminum companies were going to come back. Aluminum companies going to bring the business back from Europe. Not one plant, aluminum plant, has been opened in this country. Now, let's talk about the farming industry, big industry in this country. Because of the tariff wars, the inspiration the baby of Donald Trump. Uh, Farmers are hurting, especially in the Midwest, which is one of his strong political areas. Soybeans, corn, and wheat are taking a beating. The tariffs are prohibiting their sale in foreign countries like China. 
Soybean sales. Soybeans are a big product in this country. We raise a lot of soybeans, and we sell them all over the world, including China. Sales this year in the United States so far, we're, we're just finishing up November. This year alone, sales of soybeans are down 94%. The farmers are dying 94%. Then there's the stock market. Oh, we heard, you know, the stock market was going up and up this year. And he kept saying, look at the market, look at the market. And he was basing his economic success, the economic success of this country, on the stock market. Well, it hit its highest point ever in early in early October. Early October it was. It hit, uh, oh, I forget, 27,000, 26,000, something like that. Whatever it was. Since early, and that's the highest it's ever been since early October till now, not even two full months, the market has dropped 2,500 points, and the experts are saying it drops below uh, 2,000. We're in a major recession. It will be a worldwide recession. The market is is in a state of instability, just like our president is. It's up and down every week, several hundred points both ways. And the general trend is downward. I predicted two years ago, a year and a half ago, we would have a recession this year or early into next year. I still stick by my guns. It may not, it could still happen in December. That's how radical and unstable things are in this country, though we don't seem to appreciate it because our president says everything's good and half the people in this country believe him, maybe better than half, or early into next year, you know, into the spring. Uh, economists are saying it's going to, it could happen next year and at the latest into the early part of the following year. Uh, you can't go on the way we're, we're going, and if there is a recession here, it will be a worldwide recession and, recession, and the prediction is worse than uh, 1929. Now, Trump has to act in a retaliatory fashion. You say something bad about him, he's going to say something bad about you. You do something that affects his image, makes him look bad, he's going to do something to hurt you. Let's talk about General Motors and the 14,000 jobs that are gone in the five plants. They're on their way out. The federal government offers tax credits up to $7,500. The government offers this tax credit and pays it to people who buy electric cars from any automaker, from any automaker. And this is an incentive. You know, the government wants people to buy electric cars. Well, General Motors is going to go pure electric cars. That's why they're making these changes. Their, their CEO says we're going all electric cars. This is the way, this is the way it's going to be in the future, and we're gearing up for it and have been gearing up for it. Uh, now, he's going to punish General Motors by taking that $7,500 credit away from him. I don't know if he even can. If he can, he's got to take it away from everybody, and I think Congress has to do it. Uh, you can't just take it from one automaker and not, not, the, not the rest. Uh, it just doesn't seem right or fair to use the word Trump uses all the time. This is the man. He's retaliatory. My friends, he's killing our economy. He's killing everything good in this country. And I just can't understand how people stay so adamant, half the country, and they're on his side. 
it's obvious what is happening, but they're hard-ass. Boy, are they hard-ass. They're the blind who refuse to see. They cannot see. Which brings me to... It's all about money. It's all about money. What am I going to talk about? I'm going to hit on Puerto Rico, uh, California fires, Hurricane Michael and the Panhandle in Florida. Uh, I'm going to talk about the border, the trillion-dollar addition to our debt this year, and the massive military budget, the biggest ever, uh, to feed the military-industrial complex. I believe two things motivated Trump with regard to Puerto Rico after uh, Irma and Maria hit. One, he dislikes people of color. There's no question about it. Our, man, our president's prejudiced. He's a bigot. Who the hell would have believed it? He dislikes people of color, and it's so obvious the way he handles things. I think he cut the money out of Puerto Rico for that reason. Another reason, though, is we as a government do not have enough money to handle all of these catastrophes. Trump knew it. Trump saw it. He knew he had to take money away from things he really wanted to do to give it to the people of Puerto Rico. And he said, screw them. I'm just not going to do it. Leave them on their own. I'll say it's their fault. So Puerto Rico, it's all about money. That's why Puerto Rico... Number one, the number one reason Puerto Rico didn't get the money it required is because we don't have it. He'd have to take from other things he prefers to do to put the money in Puerto Rico. He wasn't going to do it. Now come the fires in California. Worse, terrible, the damage there. Uh, we're not throwing a lot of money in there yet. He said we're going to do it. We're going to go take care of those fires. He went out there. He's a big guy. He went out there. He said, I'm going to take care of it. Uh, but they haven't seen anywhere near the money they need in California to handle this problem. The government says it's coming. What happens in these things is this. We live in a bureaucratic society, and what happens is the municipality tells the state, I need money. The state turns around and goes to the federal government. The state and federal government are kicking back paperwork because they say it's not done properly. You didn't call the right office. You got to call this office. You, you didn't have the right numbers used. They're using bureaucratic bullshit to screw the people who are desperate for bottles of water and food on the table and a toilet to crap in. That's the story right there. Now we come to Hurricane Michael, one of the worst hurricanes ever. I think the third worst hurricane to hit the United States. And they got killed in northern Florida, in the panhandle. They, they got killed in certain parts of Georgia and in the Carolinas. But northern Florida took a beating like no one's ever seen here. And it's still bad. We're almost to we're about three days short of two months since uh, Michael hit. Michael hit on October 10th. Thanksgiving Day, this past Thanksgiving, most of the people uh, in the panhandle, northern Florida, were homeless yet. Homeless. They're living in tents, so wherever they have shack they built with some pieces of wood or cardboard boxes, and they didn't even have the turkeys. You know, you always send turkeys to somebody on Thanksgiving Day who need it. You send the meal. They didn't even have that unless the meals were brought in by volunteer groups, not the government. Uh, it, it's, it just doesn't make sense uh, to me how this is happening. Now, to give you an example. The Panhandle. The Panhandle was hurt. The Panhandle. Panama City. I'm sorry. P 
Paradise City, Paradise City, Paradise City, and the Panhandle was hurt the worst. I don't think a building is left up there. Just got completely obliterated, and they're still hurting. They have been complaining. They want, within eight days of the hurricane, send us tents, the city said, and send us portable showers. This is one of the examples where the city asked the state. The state says they used the wrong paperwork, and they're still waiting for this shit. In the meantime, the federal government has sent in some comfort stations, bathrooms, okay, uh, to Panama City. Well, they didn't send in enough because the state didn't request them properly also to the federal government. They sent a truck in, a normal-sized big truck, right there at midnight, several, maybe a week or two after the hurricane hit uh, Paradise City. And guess what they were carrying in that big truck? One cot. They didn't fill it up with cots. They didn't fill it up with beds. They didn't fill it up with water or packaged food. One cot, because that's all that was permitted, because the other stuff wasn't requested properly. What's really happening here, my friends, is Trump is tightening up on the money. He doesn't have the money. The federal government doesn't have the money. I can't blame him alone, because they don't plan for these things. And remember, there's no climate change. Trump, he was out there with the forest fires, and someone asked him, do you believe in climate change now? This was just after the, his own government came out with that big report last Friday. There is climate change, and big time in the world, and big time in this country. He said, I don't believe in it. I just don't believe in it. So uh, we don't have enough money. He knows we don't have enough money. When uh, the Hurricane Michael hit, he was on national TV saying, we've got enough money to take care of this. Don't we have enough money? He asked the guy from Freeman. The guy said, oh, yeah, we got enough money. We don't have enough money. Another reason we don't have enough money, we gave this big tax break to corporate America last year. You know, the tax bill that Trump got passed this first year that was for the middle class. The middle class got diddly dip out of it. But corporate America and the rich got their taxes cut dramatically, so much so that it added $1 trillion onto the national debt. $1 trillion. Because we didn't have income coming in because we told these guys you don't have to pay your taxes. Then you've got this massive, I'm sorry to bore you with this, but this is the way it is, and we have to understand what's going on. We have this massive military budget this year, I think $770 billion or something. Sure, we've got to keep our military up. Uh, but I think there is so much waste. Uh, recently, Rand Paul, who was a congressman and was a tightwad when he was a congressman, and properly so, this is our money, nobody else's. It's taxpayer money, and he watched it. Uh, he said, we don't need all that money. We need 70% of it. It's being wasted. I've been writing about this for three or four years, the waste in the military budget, how they can't find $10 billion here, they can't find $30 billion there. They, they can't account for it. When they balance the books, they don't know where it went out of one department. Okay? And uh, we don't have to do this. The money is going into the pockets of the military-industrial complex, the thing that... Uh, Eisenhower warned us against the corporate America that runs these military plants and makes all this money, who are getting rich off of it, very, very rich. That's where the dough is coming. These is going. These people are paying themselves not only big time salaries, the corporate jets, they got it all. And no one bothers them because this is for the army. We need it for our military. We've got to defend ourselves. Understand this too. Uh, 
It's amazing how the system works. You've got to read up on this. Every time, a, generally, when a general retires or an admiral, they go to work for the military complex. <laughs> now they know everybody's doing the ordering from the outfits they just left. Terrific. They, they get new orders over and over again. Everybody eats in this business. And, every, and the people who get screwed are the taxpayers in this country. Uh, just briefly hitting on the federal climate report that came out last week. It said, no question about it, uh, global warming's killing us. It may even be too late to, to start correcting it. At best, we may have 10 years. The report was done by the federal government itself, consisted of 1,600 pages. It was vetted by 13 different government agencies. It was written collectively by 300 independent scientists. And it said the problem's intensifying. We have to do, that's why we have the hurricanes, we have the fires and all this kind of crap. We have to do something about it. Yet, tweet, Trump tweeted a few days ago, he said, uh, how, how can that be global warming? He said, we've got this incoming gold cold snap that's coming in from the west that's going to heat the east coast. And he said, and I quote, whatever happened to global warming? He doesn't understand how global warming works. Uh, I'm going to call him an asshole because he is. He refuses to understand. He refuses to believe. I suspect, because I'm a guy who suspects everything. I used to be an attorney and I question things. I worry and I suspect that to change global warming, to correct it, we're going to, corporate America is going to have to spend a lot of money redoing their plans, getting rid of a lot of systems. The regulations that have been thrown out have to be thrown back in to control how our plants operate. This costs, costs billions of dollars. And he's protecting corporate America all the time, the time. And he just ain't going to say, we got a problem here, because his chief dollar supporters don't want him to say, we have a problem here. This is the worst thing, okay? This just came out this week. The Trump administration, the Department of Homeland Security, has published a new proposal. They want credit scores. You know those credit scores that we all get impacted with? Your credit goes up, your credit goes down, you pay more money for something because your credit's only fair instead of good. They said that the government says the Trump administration's credit scores should be used to judge who may become a citizen. Credit scores used to judge who may become a citizen. And if a person, uh, they have poor credit scores, they are automatically ineligible to become a United States citizen. And they say that this is what Trump's administration says. The purpose of this rule change is to prevent immigrants from becoming a burden on the welfare system. Uh, I think that's a crack, too, okay? And let me tell you why. I think what they, this is another way of who votes and who don't vote. Immigrants are poor. Poor people generally become Democrats. They're, they're going to vote Democratic. They see this coming. A lot are people of color. He doesn't like people of color. He don't want them voting either because eventually in the next 30 years, this country is going to have more colored people than we have white people, and they're going to take over, and then the white people will pay. What goes around comes around. That's the way it is in this life. But can you imagine if you don't get a good credit score? What? Tell me what immigrant. They come over here. They have the worst jobs, the poorest paying jobs. But that's how every immigrant group got started. You start at the bottom and you work your way up. It'll take a whole generation 
before all these people can become citizens. Not the right way to do things. Now, this Russian-Ukraine uh, thing, Russia captured three Ukraine ships uh, this past week. They said they've opened, the Russians opened fire on the Ukraine ships. They said the Ukraine ships came into Russian waters and all this shit. It looks like Putin's on the move again with uh, the Ukraine, and he's testing the waters to see how much he can get away with. Uh, the Ukraine this time is standing up for themselves. They're, in effect, saying, we're not going to take this bullshit, and they're ready to go to war. Uh, now, I think, I believe this could be the start of World War III, and I'll tell you why. Start of World War III. Who do we support if the Russians and the Ukraine start shooting each other? We should be supporting Ukraine. We've got obligations and so forth to support them. I can't see Donald Trump supporting them. I can see this week when he's at the G20 meeting in South America and he sits down and talks with Putin, uh, Trump's going to look Putin in the eye and say, did you really start this in those waters over there? Why did you shoot these ships? And Trump's going to say they came into our waters and they placed us in jeopardy first. And Trump's going to come back to us and say, I believed him. I believed him. Just like he believed, he believes everything else that Trump says. Uh, we're getting a bad twist there, and I'm fearful unless the United Nations does something that we're going to be in dipshit trouble. That's the show for this week. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow with my daily Key West Lou Live, three, four minutes on Facebook, where I'll vent about something or other, one issue. Also, Christmas is coming. Buy my book, Amazon.com. The book is my friend uh, Irma and me, Irma and me about the hurricane. You know, stuff it in the stocking, the stocking stuffer for Christmas, a small book, uh, or give it as a present, fourteen ninety five on Amazon.com. I really think it makes a good present. It's interest present. It's interesting. We should know how people are affected in every possible affected in every possible way by these massive storms like a hurricane. Thank you. See you again next week.